This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> Put on these glasses. Let's start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We had a real chance with this. Tomorrow, the team is going to be on television and talking in more detail about what I'm going to be speaking about today. But I want to send a direct message to the American people. Due to the steps we've taken, Omicron has not yet spread as fast as it would have otherwise done. And that's happening in Europe. But it's here now, and it's spreading, and it's going to increase. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospital, they'll soon overwhelm. But there's good news. The tree before my spirit falls again. Fill up the stockings. I might be rushing things, but deck the halls again now. Oh, we need a little Christmas right this The section you're supposed to be monitoring is on fire. <laughs> Clowns are funny. Making eye contact for the first time on this show of Behind the Schemes. It's episode 77 for December 27, 2021. And I am Boo Berry, the Black Knight of the Mothman. And coming all the way from way the hell over here where it's raining very, very much. So thank you very much, Raytheon. My name is Lavish. And having just taken off the blindfold so I wouldn't see where we were broadcasting from. <laughs> <laughs> this is Midas. What's up, nerds? <laughs> We're going to have to put the bag back on his head when he leaves. Right? Super top secret yes. location here all in the triad. <laughs> all I can see outside is Definitely <laughs> not allowed to know anything about anything. So Yeah, there's, uh, there's woods and there's goats. A lot of goats. I'm not actually kidding about the goat part. <laughs> goat meat's delicious. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, I don't. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying your goat feast over there while I'm just, you know. Well, I don't know. I was scaring some off last night. I was trying to make myself look as big as possible, trying to get them to go away. Because <laughs> mostly, I'm not a big fan of goats. I don't like them. I don't like sheep either. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't technically a dig at people that just follow the mainstream narrative. I'm talking about actual physical sheep. Right. How does <laughs> goats get and sheep get a good rap these days? So you know. <laughs> it's, how do, how does the farmer find the sheep in the tall grass? Oh, mighty satisfying. Oh, oh, oh my God! Oh. <laughs> this is not a family show, ladies and gentlemen. So. But again, it's not for kids. But again, but again. Um, so I actually had the pleasure of uh, obviously Metis is sitting here uh, with us tonight doing a show. Uh, Spaz is sitting across from us listening in. He's got a an eleven second delay listening through his headphones. So that's uh that's fairly awkward for himself, but he's chuckling about it. So. Hearing it twice. This man's living in the past. And in the present. Um, but Midas also uh, had the mighty fine pleasure of drawing or cutting the deck for tonight's tarot card. And uh, if you want to check out and see what this card is, you can head over to zososcorner.substack.com. That is zosos.substack.com. Excuse me, zososcorner.substack. And uh, for tonight, from the Line Strider deck, Midas had picked the Page of Pentacles. The Page of Pentacles. Midas, do you know <laughs> have, a lot about tarot? I know absolutely nothing about tarot. Oh, shit. I should actually say, Midas also <laughs> gifted me a small airplane bottle of Jim Beam Apple. We're going to go ahead and crack that right yeah, now. Yeah, I got some Jim Beam Ooh. Peach. I got a sampler a little, for Christmas. Nice. We're going to have a little, a little sampler of this whisk then, huh? Cheers. A little brisk whisk. Cheers. And uh, some keywords. And to keep in mind with the Page of Pentacles, we have new beginnings, prosperity, good fortune, research, investments, aspirations, and the beginning stages of long-term success, a.k.a. starting a podcast. <laughs> starting a podcast company. Yeah. Me- <laughs> whole media empire. <laughs> Major media mogul. Meet us. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. I'm also, mm-hmm. I'm also operating off of one screen, which is uh, not typical, so I'm kind of slow to respond as I'm jumping between screens. Uh, but some meeting. Oh, this man's operating at fifty percent. So please give him give him leeway. Yeah, I got a whole travel rig. It was in a suitcase. It's uh, we you know we ended up. Well, we'll get to that later. I want to get through this card. Um, the Page of Pentacles from the Line Strider deck is a card of beginning, inspiration, and the birth stage of a certain business or creative project. The cards of the Pentacle suit uh, are sweet. Excuse me, suit are associated with the elements of earth and wealth which bodes well for uh, material or financial success in a new business venture. The seeds you are sowing with proper care will grow sweet, sweet fruits. The Page of Pentacles wants you to manifest your dreams into the physical world. With focus and care, your new projects will flourish. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not going to lie. This is kind of a sexy card. It's a very sexy card. And I love that that, uh, Midas has joined us and that this is the card for the Midas episode because... uh it it means a new beginning. It means a a fruitful beginning to a fruitful endeavor, uh, something that is usually tied to fortune or wealth, material wealth. In my book, it says a young man holds a pentacle. He has an expression of shy timidness, but he has been practicing, and he hopes that he has done well. 
He holds the pinnacle securely, and he shows a natural tendency to keep things safe. So you're you're proceeding with caution. You you have a sort of a there's a magic to the world. There's a sort of a, uh, I, I don't know what you call it a, a juvenile um, enjoyment, a wonder, sense of wonder, sense of, a sense wonder. of wonder, right? And um, this is and this is heading in the direction of something that will materialistically pay out for you. That's so. awesome because I've got some stuff working that uh, I hope it materially pays out for me. <laughs> Wonderful. There you go. <laughs> Hashtag me as well. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag I also. Pound me too. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, champ. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he just keeps pounding this guy and the guy. <laughs> um, I, I got a I got a final message from the page of Pentacles here. Uh, this is the one who brings you the message of material opportunities. She translates because it's a woman in the card who um, has no clothes on for the most part. She translates practical opportunities into material wealth, prosperity, security, and solid results, which are great great qualities of the Pentacles suit. In tarot spreads, the Page of Pentacles means a new beginning that promises wealth, affluence, prosperity, full of faith, and the opportunity to make dreams come true. When you seize, uh, when you see such an opportunity, seize it. It's kind of like the Carpe Diem of the tarot deck. Carpe. I like that. That was like a Carpe. mobster saying, "When you seize it, you seize it. When you seize it, you seize it." <laughs> um. So, Metis, uh, for those of uh, of y'all who are listening and may not be familiar, Metis, you run a couple of different shows. Uh, you operate under the Metis Media umbrella. Right. When, uh, yeah, Metis Media, I do Metis Pod, which is a audio fiction podcast. Uh, everything from classic fiction to just cool stories I find online or get submitted to me. Um, and I have a good time just telling stories. And then Fun Fact Friday with Leela and David. Uh, just a fun little show I do with my daughter. And that one is for kids. Yeah. It's a very wholesome show. (laughs) If you ever need a break from all sorts of chicanery and nonstop schemes, you can stop over there and uh, just get some good wholehearted, wholesome fun. We we, we have a good time and that's Mm -hmm. what the show is about. And the the facts, you can just hit hit a search engine and find the exact same facts. We're not digging deep. (laughs) We're just having a good time with it. And that's the bottom line. You're having a good time. Right. Now, one of the uh, last episodes that you did for Mita's Pod was uh, was a smorgasbord of of vocal talent. You did the Christmas Carol uh, podcast edition. Yeah, it was um, it was actually a script, the nineteen thirty nine Orson Welles Campbell's Playhouse script, slightly edited to mm. change the gender of the Ghost of Christmas Past and um, get rid of all the Campbell soup advertising stuff. Oh, nice. <laughs> what a cultured <laughs> choice, too. Oh, my goodness. Um, the Orson Welles selection. Very, yeah, very yes. fine. Orson, Orson Welles. He, uh, it, was a good, it was a good script, and, um, and it was also out of copyright. So that's nice. helpful. <laughs> that's oh, always helpful. That's the most important thing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, we had 18, I think 18 or 19 voice actors. Uh, av- when I was editing it, I had somewhere around 60 different tracks going, and the editor... Uh, all kinds of effects. Uh, it was a, it was a really fun thing to put together, and I had a good time. I worked with some really great talent on it, also. Yeah, Nick the Rat. I was kind of. <laughs> we were talking about this uh, earlier today uh, when Mita showed up and he had dinner with us. Um, 
I was like, oh, I kind of wish it was uh, <laughs> the ghost of Christmas present was actually Nick the Rat. character. But no, I thought Nick did a really great job. Uh, Kyle Abert. 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 Kyle Abert, yeah. Um, who's a voice actor. If uh, you might recognize his name or his voice, if you watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z, he did the voice of Gohan. And adult go no excuse me adult Gohan adult Gohan and uh, I think uh, uh, Pycon uh-huh. is up there. He was the announcer for the show, so like the uh, you know next time on Dragon Ball Z, that's that dude. That's that's Kyler. Wow. He's uh, Fat Gum in My Hero Academia. He does Ryu pretty much since Street Fighter three or four. He's been Ryu. All He's the way big time. Even big in, big big time. Yeah, even in the Wreck It Ralph two, he was Ryu. Oh, nice. Nice. Wow, that's cool. I did not know that. Wow. This guy's in the pantheon of uh, voice actors, which is a tight circle. The voice actor world, it's not a lot of people that can make it into that sort of industry, but it sounds like this guy is uh, definitely crushing it. Yeah, and he's he's a really cool guy. Um, I've been been chatting with him a lot, you know, working with him on this, and he's got a Twitch channel. He does uh, Ask Me Anythings on Twitch and plays video games with his fans, and um. He really enjoys what he does, and he's a really good guy. He's also really getting into the podcasting 2.0 stuff with the value for value and, nice. and all that. His podcast is Intergalactic Boombox. Uh, quick 10-minute listen on every Friday. It's kind of our uh, driving to drop Lee off at school listen. Intergalactic Boombox. Intergalactic Boombox. Nice. Very nice. I got to check that out. Yeah. The first time I came across him was actually in the Fountain app. Oh yeah, because he's he's big on there. A lot of people clip his show. Yeah, um, he does a bunch of different voices, and uh, he just has fun with pop culture stuff. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, we had a couple of other people having fun with us today. Uh, it's our freaks of hazards. They're producers for the show. Um, Mousy Bear. Oh man, I'm so glad that I checked the mail right before we made this 18 hour trip. Um, oh man! Because mouse you got your gummies, huh? Yeah, they sent me a big old box of gummies. I think it was a, a, a it was like a package of thirty. But we were like mm. literally that day we were leaving to head over to North Carolina, and they would have sat in the mailbox for like ten plus days. Oh no! I mean, it's cold. It's definitely cold <laughs> enough yeah. there to keep them refrigerated. Mm. I mean, I think it's going to be sub zero temperatures by the time we get back home. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, even def- so. Definitely, definitely appreciate it. I did not feel bad uh, ripping up a package and eating the entire contents of one packet of gummies right there before I left. They also sent me a a promo code, which I think I had the permission to share this. Uh, I hope I have the permission. Um, Danger. 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 (laughs) Uh, If you use the promo code uh, MousyBear1, all caps, and that's the number one. So Mousy Bear, the number one, you can get 25% off of your first order with a discount code. And that is at Mousy Bear, M-O-U-S-E-Y, bear.com. I love that name, Mousy Bear. It's very cute. It conjures images. Yeah, I like yeah. it. <laughs> there, uh, we talked a little bit about yeah. them last week. Um, it's an all-natural uh, ingredient, so grass-fed uh, uh, beef gelatin and... Um, Oh God! There's a uh, honey and cinnamon and elderberry. Um, I know there's a couple of other. It's like raw honey. I want to say. Um, mm-hmm. 
Very good. Very tasty. It's good stuff. It's it's wholesome materials and uh, <clears throat> it's a uh, a well thought out product that's meant to fortify your health. And I'm looking to get. I'm looking forward to getting my uh, sample as well, which I think is heading towards you, Booberry, and then you'll have to forward it to me. <laughs> gotcha. Which uh, I can I can subsidize if if I must if it's uh if it's necessary. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a good time. We we love getting stuff from producers. I mean, this is this is a great product, and it's something that I'm totally down to push if uh, somebody sends it into us. Yeah. Mm. And uh, the next producer, oh my god, just I forgot to list them. I'll get it re-edited and get definitely get you in there, bags. But bags, dude, you 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 just you light up my life with this show art, my dude. It's uh, good. Bags yeah. is so great. He so did, great. He did this piece of show art. Again, it's at the top of our show notes. It'll be the episode art for this week. It's it's a man with his third eye open in 3D, smoking a candy cigarette, mm. framed with the phrase, the best part of waking up is not giving a fuck. And uh, he, he, he retooled, he retooled our original logo. I mean, damn, dude. Ugh. Dude. I... As I was saying to this, I was saying to him earlier, um, I don't want this as a t-shirt. I need it. Yeah. I need this as a, <laughs> as a shirt. If I don't have this as a shirt, then then I'm going to be uh, bereft. There's going to be a puzzle piece missing from me. So we're going to find a way, uh, you know, we'll get in contact and we'll figure out a way, but I've got to get this as a shirt. And then, of course, the Ramones thing that he made, which... I don't have any tattoos. Oh. I have zero tattoos. <laughs> oh. Okay. But this Ramones thing that this guy made, this bags guy, which I'm telling you, I cannot. This guy <laughs> makes this image. And I just, oh, my God. I just, I've never thought about having a tattoo my whole life. I've never, ever thought about having a tattoo. And this guy fucking comes into my life and makes this thing. And it just changed my whole plan yeah my whole life back piece back piece back piece very it's very sad i don't have any tattoos because you know what everybody has tattoos now you know what the most punk rock thing of all is is not having a fucking tattoo because fuck you i'm not i'm not i'm not part of your your tattoo (laughs) scam your fucking tattoo machine where you all get a bunch of tattoos all the time fuck all of you I have no tattoos. That's the most punk rock thing of all. And and that's 2021, bitch. So eat my shit. That's a quick PSA from Lavish over here. And uh, now we're going back to our regularly scheduled programming. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just letting them roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lavish, I'll send you one of my tattoos at some point. How about that? Then you can have a yeah. tattoo. You, I've got some tattoos me all from kinds of things. Pizza Inn. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Do they even make Pizza cent. Inns anymore? Yeah, we got oh. one down the road from our house. It's amazing. Okay, okay. They have desserts. Yeah, uh, I remember Pizza mm, Inn. It's pretty fantastic. It's a East Coast thing. I've never seen them anywhere well, else. You got scars and you got tattoos, right? I can send you both. I just yeah, I scars, scars are another thing, <laughs> different thing. I got <laughs> I got a lot of scars. <laughs> yeah. How many were intentional? 
Very few. Right? Very, very, very few. <laughs> oh, I should say, I should go ahead and shout out our next producer, and that is none other than Midas. I'm a producer and a guest. No way. Double threat. Because this mofo showed up with not only airplane bottles of Jim Beam, but he also showed up with a Mothman patch and a uh, bicycle uh, playing deck of, uh, uh, it's the Hidden Hand. It's the Hidden Hand bicycle deck. I'll take some pictures of these. Because I'm a spook. Yeah. <laughs> but again, not a spook. Again, not a spook. <laughs> again. Yeah, he's taking pictures of them right now. Uh, I collect bicycle playing cards of all different kinds. I've nice. got probably 80 or 90 packs at the house, and I've got a couple of duplicates. And I was looking through the duplicates, and uh, I was like, oh, oh, mood like that. Yeah. So I, mean, I this, grabbed it and, and brought it along. This is like the conspiracy themed bicycle deck yeah there we go do you know a lot of different uh card games meters i do we play a lot a lot of board games in our house um a lot of friends that come over and we play a lot of card games as well we've played honestly bullshit is probably our most played one bullshit is a very fun game now very very fun card. if you want bullshit to be fun you have to play, you have to take three identical decks, shuffle them all together, and then get rid of half of the cards. Because then nobody can count cards because you don't know what's in there. That's the only way you can. But you then can you have to resort three decks later, though. No, that's, that's just your of... bullshit decks. <laughs> this, oh, okay. You, I, see. De- I see. Decks of standard. So you just have three cards, cards <laughs> three decks of cards just for bullshit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You just shuffle them up. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Because it's a good system. Me and me and my friends will end up just counting the cards if we're just playing with standard, you know, standard deck of cards. Nice. Do you like uh, dice games at all? Oh yeah. He he even <laughs> brought a uh, his uh, set of die. Yeah, I brought that because I, I know we uh you know you guys roll for who's gonna do what. We do roll a bit. <laughs> we do nice. roll a bit. There's a little bit of rolling going on. Rolling. A little bit of rolling. You know what I mean? We roll a bit. You, you ever heard of the game Farkle? Oh, I oh yeah! Love we, used Farkle. To, we used to play Farkle all the time at my mom and dad's house. Yeah, that's it. So, liars dice, Farkle—that sort of thing. I love that kind of stuff. That—that's a good—that's a good time. We we play Farkle at reenacting. I mean, that was like the oh. Saturday night staple. All the kids sure. sit around. That's the medieval staple. Yeah, they'd sit around. We we'd play Farkle, and all the war vets would sit there and get wasted and tell war stories. Right. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. We, uh, oh God, I haven't played it in probably 15 years though. I don't even know. If we, I we've all been a part of uh, medieval stuff, right? Renaissance it's, fairs, etc. Just, just for clarification. No, all three a, of us. I'm not a nerd. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we got the cool guy here. I'm a, cool, my bad. I'm a cool guy. I fucked up. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> we got the cool guy, and that was my bad. We got two nerds and a cool guy. There you go. That's what we got going now, on. Now, uh, D&D, I've never been to a Ren fair, not from lack of trying. It's just never worked out. Um, there's always something going on on the, the weekend that like my brother and all of his friends are going. So I I've take it you don't have a tunic. You don't have a tunic sitting in your closet that didn't, you can whip out. Didn't say that. Or a, or a, or a second a, personality. A period, Your name is Raphael. I've got a period-accurate battle-ready broadsword by my bed. I think there's this. Yeah, there's a sword in the house here. Yeah. And uh, I use it to kill. <gasps> I've used it to kill roaches. I can't believe I didn't show you my musket. I got to show you my musket I before you leave. I want to see the musket. Oh, dude. What am I doing? I want to see Snakey. 
<laughs> Where's Snakey? <laughs> oh, Snakey! You don't want to see Snake. I want to see Snakey. <laughs> Me too. Oh Lordy, I uh, if if anybody would like to reach out and touch us and help support this show, we are entirely listener driven. Uh, it means we're the best part of NPR without all of the. T- Mm. This is Denise Garbody. <laughs> you can head over to. Oh, this is really exciting. I've got some exciting news. Or loveislit.com. <laughs> as, as far as I can tell, loveislit.com, which Mita set us up with so long ago, should be working. As far as I can tell, every device that I've tried it on, it's working. Ask my family. They said and it's if working. if it's not working, then you know where to find this guy. Do we need to track this guy down, and we need to just let him know, you know, hey, man. Hey. And if <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and if for whatever reason that website's not working, you can head over to badradio.live as well. Um, it was bad radio. Or behind the schemes, sch3m3s.com. We got an email. It's the same uh, behind the schemes at protonmail.com. Um you know, if you got something and you want to hear it on the show, whether it be music, clips, jingles, uh, story suggestions, I got a couple here in the can that we'll have to uh, touch on. Um, send it all. It all helps drive this show. And do we want mm-hmm. to, uh, are, are we all done with the Freaks of Hazard? Um, other than the quick word from the official sponsors of the show, I think. Uh, uh, See, welcome to my life. What? Oh, it's the um, uh, last thing, uh, newpodcastapps.com. Go over there and get yourself a new podcasting 2.0 podcast app. There's all sorts of cool yeah. shit. Podcasting2.0.com.org.net. Go there. One of those. Is it all three or just one of them? And you're just saying, go to all three and you'll find it. It's actually neither. It's .gov. So, fuck me. Sorry. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Boost me. Boost me, bitch. Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. We told you who was behind the schemes, but you'll never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a scream mail. We'll play it on the show. 612263 612263SXXY. That's 612263799. Hit me with that number. You hear that? You hear that? That's six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. Six one two two six three seven nine nine nine. You can call that number and you can ask Metis a question. We have Metis himself. So please, this man is an intelligent yeah. man. A- ask he me. knows he knows a lot of shit. Okay, so just you know, call on. Ask me anything. I'm not saying I'll answer anything. anything. Yeah. But ask me anything. <laughs> Literally ask him anything. <laughs> no, yeah. Let's I, uh <laughs> anything you want. 612-263-7999. Call in and ask Metis about anything at all. Oh, and, and if, he'll answer it. If you ask, yeah, uh you have to tell me what you're wearing if you want an answer. Oh, well. Yeah. That's true. 
It, it can and be a, also it can be a to, lie. Yeah. <laughs> it can I, uh, be a lie. I can, we, I, we encourage you to lie. I can tell I can tell the listeners right now what I'm wearing. I'm actually wearing my Mothman t-shirt that I picked up from the Mothman mm. Museum in Pleasant uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Yeah, I want to hear all about this Mothman yes. Museum. Uh so yes. on the way into uh <laughs> sorry, Sir Bembro's got me. He's just like, fuck you, Boo Bear. <laughs> <laughs> You got me totally derailed my train of thought. Um, the uh, we we were driving through West Virginia, and I saw a billboard for the Mothman Museum, which I knew existed. I just had never been there before, so I might have freaked out just a little bit. And we did a detour, uh, all of five minutes to get into. Yes, yes, Metis, yes, Metis is currently pointing to a Mason County magazine. That features Mothman on the cover. Uh, Midas, can you tell us a little bit about that magazine cover? All right. So at the top, it's using some very, very basic fonts. Uh, it says Mason County Visitor Guide 2020. It's a very okay shot of a Mothman statue that looks very tall. Uh, it's all made of what looks like metal with red, ruby-looking eyes. And it has a mask on. Yes, Someone has desecrated my statue in Point Pleasant, and I am not happy. I think some more bridges are about to get wrecked. Post a picture of that in the chat so y'all can check it out. I already had a picture of it Blood already. Will be spilled tonight. <laughs> and then at the Blood bottom. Blood will be spilled tonight. It says, an American beginning, Mason County, West Virginia. Oh, right, because uh, <laughs> it's one of like seven places where the first battle of the revolution started. Oh, Point Pleasant. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Ohio and North Carolina are in and fighting about the whole first in flight birthplace yeah. of flight thing because the uh, the old Wright brothers were born somewhere and did stuff elsewhere. So that's a uh, that's a whole license plate fight they got going on. But Ohio screwed it up by putting the airplane backwards. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I guess uh, I guess technically we uh, get first in flight. Yeah, it's a it's a dust mask, uh, one that you would wear if you were painting or like crawling under your house to run wires, just so you don't breathe in all the under the house stuff. It's not a uh, surgical mask or or anything that would. Well, I'm not going to get into the mask stuff. Oh no, let's do. It. Okay, <laughs> let's get into um, the mask stuff. So if uh, if anybody would like to check out the photos that I got from the Mothman Museum, I've actually got a mega folder of all of the photos listed there in the uh, show notes. It's called the Bonus Mothman Museum Picks. Uh, feel free to check them out. Uh, they were more than happy to, to let me take photos inside of the museum. I learned some interesting things like uh, Frank Frazetta actually did the original cover of the Mothman Prophecies by the author John Keel, which is the first picture I have posted in the top of our show notes. Just a phenomenal piece. I mean, this thing is mm. is so incredibly pleasing to the eye. I'm a huge Frank Frazetta fan anyways, but just to see him do a Mothman is, it's, it's even sicker. Um, mm. Nice. But yeah, I got some, I got a tight shot of uh, my steel buns that they, they modeled. Uh, on the Mothman statue, which is really nice. It's it's a <laughs> yeah. Mothman's bringing the dump truck. Oh, dude! I mean, dude, this is <laughs> this is thick. Yeah, a little some. Look at the dump truck. Some to remember Mothman. by. Uh, <laughs> how did the how did the farmer find Mothman in the field? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ooh, quite a load coming in. Yeah. 
Uh, so by all means, uh, check that link out. I mean, they got um, original letters from John Keel, the uh, the author. Uh, they even have a letter from RFK to John Keel about UFOs. Uh, tons of fan art that people have submitted over the years to the museum. We got uh, uh, newspaper clippings of the incidents as they were happening. We got handwritten testimonies, uh, 45 uh, singles uh, about Mason or the Silver Bridge disaster. There's reel-to-reel tapes of interviews, some props from the movies, all sorts of cool shits in there. So uh, be sure to swing by their show notes and check that out. Uh, it's a lot of fun. There's even a High Times Weed magazine uh, cover that's got Mothman on it, which is kind of funny. Beware of the Mothman. Also, Beware. museum museum does not endorse drug use. <laughs> yeah, well, what else is new? Um, let's see. So before we hit some voicemails here, I did forget mm. one important individual and that's Servo. And I would like to thank Servo as a continual producer to this show. He yes. is always working on uh, gal doing all sorts of amazing stuff with her. Gal is the hottest spot in the no agenda nation. Yeah, actually, this is yeah. the whole reason I came on the show. I wanted to come here physically is because I really needed to see gal the way you talk her up and oh, Guys, oh like, man, ladies, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Smoking hot. That is the finest bot, and I mean that in the very literal sense. The finest bot that we have, yeah, on the uh, network. That's so thank fun. you very much, Servo, for providing us with the finest bot that is out there. You know, I, I see Gal, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> Me too. Um, also, <laughs> uh, I probably should have stated something a little uh, earlier, but this is all a travel rig. It's all very new, fresh. Uh, there's been a slight audio hiccup. There's a little bit of a crackle. It might be in the recording, might not be in the recording. If it is in the recording, my apologies. Do my best to try and fix it. You know, but- we're always trying to move forward here on the uh, Behind the Schemes uh, stream, so... Yes. Just trying out new things. Apologies. Uh, but uh, something will be better next time. Something I can't apologize for is this first voicemail. Oh. oh. I'm, so, I'm so pissed. Booberry. Booberry. Yes. If you ever bring some shit to this show that you, that you put on. Never again, like you did last week. Just fine. It was good. Caller. Caller. I understand. It's it's difficult to be a critical thinker. I understand. (laughs) Calm your tits. You know, it's... It it really, it really tolls on me mentally, physically, emotionally to do those TikTok episodes, and I can't even imagine for the people that have to sit there and listen to it. It's it's a lot. I mean, I, I there has to be something in the Geneva Convention about not doing shit like that. Geneva? Uh, have you been to Geneva? No, I haven't. <laughs> it's, like, it's a bunch of fucking farm houses. What do they call them? Barnyards. <laughs> Don't worry about Geneva. Okay? That's what they call them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So they call them I in Geneva. 
I ventured onto TikTok recently for the first time. I didn't download the app. I just went to the website and just started scrolling. I weep for the youth of the nation. It's it's hardcore. It's sad. It's a lot. I mean, it's like just yeah, even the lot. the just the actual format about it, where it's only these one minute long videos. It's just like it's taxing because your yeah. mind is always trying to, you know, focus in and pay attention and consume this, and then boom, next one, boom, next one, boom, next one. It's it's terrible. Yeah. Um, one or two are pretty funny though. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. Well, I I know this next call is not terrible. Oh, this is a voicemail. Um, I was just calling this number. I heard it on the best podcast in the universe. I was trying to trying to find some sexy Ooh. time. Uh, hey Maybe even a oh. angry cam girl oh. to scream expletives at me. We should that DM would be great. the. Uh, uh, maybe I got the never. wrong number. Um, oh, caller. <laughs> there was something spooky that happened to me the other day, though. I was driving home yeah. from work, and I noticed out of the corner of my eye, on top of one of the signs on the side of the freeway, what looked like a some owl, maybe small owl or some kind of bird, but it looked like it didn't have a head. Uh, and immediately, I was overcome with a sense of dread. Um, it was very dark energy and I thought, hmm, maybe that was just my mind playing tricks on me. I figured, figured, well, it's a, it's a bird. I might look around and see if there's other birds. Maybe it was a crow. And I look to the left and I mm. see the same bird in a lone tree on the other side of the highway. And I thought, oh, that's weird. Mm. And I look to the right and there's another, the same bird, but it was bizarre. It looked like it didn't have a head. It wasn't bloody or anything, but I don't know. It just made me feel uneasy. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced signs or an omen or anything like that. Uh, any insight into it would be appreciated if you guys would. Oh, give it to me. <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> well, I think first and foremost, we should we should give him what he came here originally for, which was a sexy time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And as far as like creepy birds, I I can't specifically remember ever seeing anything that. Well, I take that back. Um, there was one time that I found out the deer hissed at like four o'clock in the morning. That'll make your butthole pucker, especially if it's a whole herd of them hissing at you. Oh dear! Yeah. Uh, but that that specific word of dread that kind of felt filled me with dread a little bit. I don't know. A bird that fills you with dread. Well, I mean, it looks like it's headless, but without the blood. It's hmm. Fascinating. You ever had a crow on the top of a tree make a certain sound? And then you get closer to the crow, and the crow makes a different sound? And that sound is it warning its friends that you're getting closer to it? Oh, right. Cause you read that, <laughs> haven't you? Yeah, Crows actually, remember. Actually, uh, uh, once upon a midnight dreary... Uh, I was pondering weak and weary over many faint and curious volume of forgotten lore. And uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this raven came in and was like, like your girlfriend's dead, dude. <laughs> and it was like, rat-a-tat-tat. yo, 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 yo. Uh, and you're like, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, no, 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 no. Rat-a-tat-tat-tat. Hello. <laughs> 
Fucking special delivery, bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> well, we'll uh we'll leave uh some more voicemails for intermission here in a little bit. We should probably get to some of the topics for tonight. Um, no, 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 no. No? no oh, okay. No, no. Okay. No, oh. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I always no, for, no. I always yeah, forget yeah. this. I always forget this. I'm not gonna fucking forget it this time. Episode misinformed nation episode 14 came out yesterday it was me Gwiff, sir spencer and sir sir seat sitter it's linked check it out listen to it it was a pretty good time i enjoy that show a lot misinformed nation yes and Mutus has been on there before yeah 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 and um, you talked about one of my shows yes <laughs> we take advertisers sometimes <laughs> <laughs> no 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 <laughs> she said she said uh we don't usually take oh, advertisements <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. We never take advertising. Nice, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's linked. Well, I'm actually in the process of building a website for that, so get excited for it. Um, one of the first yeah. things that I brought for tonight. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a story out of Tennessee, and is anybody here familiar with the concept of open fields? No, no. So open fields no. is this idea. That the feds, you know, the feds will allegedly, legend have it in Minecraft, respect your your private property in 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 the sense of they won't most of the time break into your house <laughs> or your immediate surrounding property. But if you got a lot of acreage, I guess it becomes this sort of legal gray area. Where they can come in and do what they want. And I got a series of clips here. This is about a dude by the name of Terry Rainwaters, and this is in Tennessee. Uh, we represent a man named Terry Rainwaters who owns about 136 acres of up, pretty wait, rural property. Wait, wait a second. This man's name is Terry Rainwaters? Mm-hmm. Why you gotta, okay. why, why you gotta be why you gotta be a last name hater, dude? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. Please continue. Sorry. Such a bigot. <laughs> I know. I know. That was my bad. I was very shallow-minded, narrow-minded, narrow-sided. Lavish. Shallow-sided there. You should would be you, ashamed of yourself. Would you, prefer his name, would you prefer his name be like Terry Cumslut or something? I don't know. Like His name is Terry Rainwater. What do you want me to do? Not laugh at it? Yes. I can't help myself. Just fucking... Okay, please continue. <clears throat> uh, we represent a man named Terry Rainwaters who owns about 136 acres of pretty rural property out in Camden, Tennessee. And that's a lot of property, which means Terry does a lot of stuff on his property. He lives there with his son. He has a tenant who lives there and he farms and hunts on the property. Now, all of that is private activity. And so Terry has put up a gate and a no trespassing sign so that people who he doesn't invite can't get onto the property. But Tennessee has decided to ignore that no trespassing sign and to treat his private land like public property. Which, I don't know, that kind of feels like a, if you, if you got the no trespassing sign, couldn't you as a, a, a citizen get in trouble for trespassing on somebody else's land? Yes. If they caught you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't they have the right? I mean, earlier today, uh, we were going to go visit a plant store and they said no trespassing visitors will be or violators will be shot, which is not legal here. But 
Um, it's like, oh, we're back in that part of the country. Nice. <laughs> um, as far as I'm aware, in North Carolina, a no trespassing sign holds no legal water unless you register it with the county sheriff. Mm. Gotcha. Uh, but that's North Carolina. I don't know what Tennessee's are. All of them are different. Well, this one, this next clip gets into what the concept of open fields actually is. Tell me what they're doing. I mean, why? What are we exactly challenging? It's called the open fields doctrine, right? So, what Tennessee agents are doing is they're entering his property without a warrant, um, snooping around, and installing cameras in his trees. Now, it's pretty egregious, but under federal law, at least under the U.S. Supreme Court's interpretation of the Fourth Amendment, um, police officers, government agents don't have to get a warrant to snoop around and search on your private land. Um, there's a distinction drawn in Supreme Court precedent between the home and what's called the curtilage, which is the area immediately surrounding your home and the rest of the real property you might own. And the point of this case is to say that the Tennessee courts and the Tennessee Constitution don't follow that doctrine. Why don't you explain to people sort of the different boundaries of the property that they may own, right? From like, you know, a couple of feet in from the road has a different legal doctrine than 10 feet from the road versus three feet away from their house, right? Yeah. I think the way to think about this is that the, the protected area, at least in, if you go to federal court, would be your home and the immediately surrounding areas. Um, so areas that are, that are considered associated with intimate activities of the home. Um, so something that would be protected under a lot of federal cases, for instance, would be um, like your front yard. Or maybe a shed where you do activities closely associated with home life that's kind of adjacent to your yard. It's covered, um, that kind of thing. But the rest of your property, big open fields where you might farm or hunt, even if it's fenced, even if there are no trespassing signs, that stuff doesn't get protection, at least under, you know, under the federal doctrine. This is, this is kind of a crazy concept to me. I, I guess I was under the, the mindset that you know, if you own the land and you don't want anybody on there, then there shouldn't technically, I guess, be people on the property. But obviously I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, just, obviously. Just want yeah. to make sure. Okay. So I'm the one that's in the wrong. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah. make, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it is, it's your land, especially if you get a fence up and signs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my front yard. I don't care how big it is. <laughs> so lavish. Where do you think this? Where do you think this goes? What, what could you imagine happening next? If you were to take a while, uh, 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 worst case scenario. No, wait, not the worst case scenario. Somewhere in between, where it's just barely amicable to pass. But anyway, uh, whatever you, whatever you deem. Uh, I deem it, I always feel like somebody's watching me. The agents were walking past no trespassing signs. How far into the property were they planting these cameras? And I think a lot of people are going to feel like this is just a, you know, completely unconstitutional. What is the, you know, under the, the federal constitution, what was the analysis that allows this? Well, they were walking, you know, several hundred yards into this 135 acre property. So acres and acres in, um, they, they actually installed on Terry's property two cameras. So one was installed about a few hundred yards after the gate. Then the officers continued to drive several hundred more yards down a private road that Terry owns until they reached a second tree. And then they installed another camera in that tree. So what they're relying on, I think, is this federal open fields doctrine. So there's a state statute in Tennessee that says that game wardens can snoop around your property without a warrant 
to enforce the state's hunting laws. Um, and I think that the, the basis for that statute, the reason Tennessee thinks it's in a, it can adopt a statute like that, is this federal open fields doctrine. And the point of this case is that we want to establish in Tennessee that doctrine doesn't apply. So, yeah, uh, Tennessee hmm. uh, agents showed up and installed cameras on this motherfucker's property, which I feel like we're kind of watching him. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I feel like the the government just gave this guy some free cameras. Well, based off of uh, <laughs> based off of this article, uh, it they didn't they didn't necessarily take it that way. Um Ten approximately ten federal and state wildlife officials packing pistols, shotguns, and rifles showed up to his house uh looking for the cameras that he quote unquote stole. <laughs> Did they say property of the fe- of the government on them somewhere? Uh it unclear. It looks like it was not labeled. On it. I, it didn't it it doesn't seem like there was any stickers or anything because I guess it was his son that had actually found the cameras originally, but he didn't see any stickers um, on them. And uh, yeah, I didn't. Here we go. I didn't see any words or stickers on it, but I knew right away it wasn't ours. His son says. Yeah, I know. Um, I know some. I got some family members that have a lot of land, and they have hunters come in and put uh, wildlife cameras all around. You know, some on their property, um, and you know they're trying to catch deer so they can figure out where to put their stands right. without permission mm-hmm. of my family member. And they just, no, oh, cool. Somebody just gave me a free hunting camera. They came and put it on my property without my permission. So it's mine now. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like the baseball lands in your yard. You keep it. Uh, <laughs> so. How bizarre. And actually I have a photo here. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. Nope. I just want to look at a bigger picture of it. Open image in a new tab. Okay. But then, you know, if, if the, the government showed up and was like, hey, those those cameras you, you took were ours, then there would be, I, I don't know. For me, I'd be finding a lawyer immediately. Well, this is this is two lawyers talking about the case oh, okay. in these clips. Uh, that's what they're discussing. Uh, yeah, it looks like the cameras were installed closer to the tenant's home than actually Terry's place. Um, here, I'll drop this uh, image into the, the chats as we get this ne- next clip a rolling. Um, and this is actually finding the cameras, which we just kind of discussed. What was the rationale that said that private property isn't actually completely private when it comes to, you know, an open field? Like, why is the piece of property being an open field no longer afforded the same constitutional rights as the portion of your property that's closer to your home? There's... There's kind of two bases for the open fields doctrine. The original one from a case called Hester in 1924 is that the Fourth Amendment protects persons, houses, papers, and effects, and that open fields don't fall into any of those categories. The second rationale is that open fields um, aren't subject or don't implicate any reasonable expectation of privacy for the property owner. Is there a way that a person could make a larger portion of their property more private? Absolutely. I mean, one of the the ways that Tennessee courts have recognized that you could do that is by fencing your property and actually using it, which is exactly what what's going on here. Terry has put a gate at the front of his property. He's put up no trespassing signs and he's actively using the property, not just for living, but for farming and hunting. So tell me how they found these cameras in the first place. 
Well, the way they found them was by stumbling across them on their property. Um, Terry's son was driving through their property. He noticed one camera hanging from a string in a tree um, pointed across a field that actually looked at the back of their tenant's home. And then he kept driving and he noticed a second camera again in a tree. Um, but this wasn't the first time they had seen state officers on their property searching around without a warrant. That's just, it just blows my mind. I, I don't. Well, it looks like it looks like the cameras on the very edge of the property, uh, outside of the fenced area, unless I'm wrong. Let's see, kind of not. It's not. I got It's not the best picture. Oh, uh, the the overhead <laughs> the satellite, uh, yeah, yeah, with the Terry's where Terry's gate is. Um, and does that is that okay? So that's pointing there. Uh, I'm guess know. I'm guessing the dash is just the. Uh, delineate what this right, section to the Terry's gate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it looks like the camera's outside of the gate. That shouldn't matter. But if the camera is right on the property line, some of these property lines, especially in these rural areas, you've really got to get a surveyor out there um, mm-hmm. to find the exact line. And technically, if it's not your property, people can put a camera pointing onto your property as long as it's not extraordinary means. In a lot of places. Right. Does uh, that mean it's right? No. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that, you know, following the letter of the law, this picture, it almost looks like the camera might not be on the property. Technically. Mm. And that's, you know, going by the picture with the squiggly blue but crayon. But it's on an easement. Right. So now you have a new. Yeah. yeah that's not, Well, easements, easements are, are kind of crazy the way they work here anyway. They can. Oh, easements are crazy how they work here, for sure. Do whatever they want. Yeah. Easements in California are subject to uh, all kinds of... uh, You can get in all kinds of trouble in that that situation. But anyway. Mm. Well, uh, this last clip that I got just kind of wraps up on the concept of just not having a warrant period to do any sort of this stuff. and. Uh, I'm sitting here mm. reading uh, under open fields, any type of search on private land is legal. Uh, one of the lawyers says any reasonable person out there recognizes the danger in allowing the government such power. The vast majority of us share a basic American understanding that private means private. And they are challenging the Tennessee Wildlife Reserve Authority, I believe it was the it's TWRA, uh, their initial entry of the properties and installation of the cameras. And there's no evidence of a warrant for those searches. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's fucked up, man. Big brother's watching you. You know, what's funny though. Clowns. Occasionally you (laughs) posted a picture of the entirety of this man's property. Oh yeah, (laughs) that is true. As we talk about that is true. the, The privacy concerns of, Pictures of this man's property. <laughs> you nailed me. Streisand syndrome. Well, no, I'm just, I mean? I'm just saying not. Look I'm, at me. You. Look at I'm me. Saying, I'm part of the problem. This, <laughs> the satellite pictures. <laughs> the satellite pictures already exist of this man's property. <laughs> so. Booberry does not detract. He contributes. Yeah. There's, there's, there's only one way. I want to be part of the problem. All right. Flip time. <laughs> so they found these cameras. I mean, I think a lot of other people would be freaked out. What was their reaction? I mean, they were they were very disturbed. Um, they felt invaded. 
that, um, you know, government cameras were on their property um, prying on their private activities um, that they didn't expect other people would be looking at or watching. Now, they weren't doing anything wrong. They're on their property farming, hunting, you know, camping, uh, you know, using their property for all sorts of private purposes. But those aren't public, right? That's the whole point of having private property. And I should just add, you know, Terry and his son, this is, these aren't the first people in this area of Tennessee that have experienced this kind of intrusion. Their neighbors have also experienced the same thing, where um, Tennessee game wardens are, are entering their properties without a warrant and putting up cameras and trees. And there's nothing stopping game wardens from getting a warrant and doing this, right? But at least at that point, there's some judicial oversight. Yeah, I mean, the way you would typically have it done is that um, any law enforcement officer would establish probable cause to believe that a crime was being committed, and then would go get a warrant from a judge and then search the property. And Tennessee game wardens aren't doing any of that here. They're treating private property, Terry's private property, as if it's public. So, yeah. Well, I hope the uh, I hope the best for Terry Rainwaters and his neighbors. You can stop these uh, Me too. game wardens from stopping this shit. Uh, it's dumb. Hashtag lay. <laughs> Hashtag lay. Hashtag wig. Wig. <laughs> um, I have another story here that we can touch on. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it uh, just because in, in the long run, it's kind of more of the same. But uh, there's a bioscience company looking to fight uh, Botrytis cinera, which is a type of uh, mold, food mold. Um, mm, they want to... They want to fight it with uh, RNA spray that will kill the mold. Typical. Woo! Apparently the fungi is responsible for $10 billion in damages to crop crops each year. Uh, but of course, there's a higher estimate, or I should say higher estimates, at about $100 billion. My, my. <laughs> it's quite the jump. Uh, one of the companies is Greenlight Biosciences. They're working on a new spray to fight this mold. And, of course, they don't want to use the pesticides anymore because those pesticides can build up and uh, damage uh, nonspecific targets, so i.e. metis. Um, let's see. Quote, scientists soon realized that if you could introduce DSRNA into a pesky pathogen, a particularly irritating fungus, for example, you could instruct that pathogen cell to destroy its own mRNA and stop it from making crucial proteins. In, uh, in essence, they could switch off genes within a pathogen at will. We're just going in there and looking at the orchestra of the genes and proteins out there, and we're silencing the violins. That's all we're doing, says the chair of RNA Assance. AG, what a name, RNA Assance. Uh, <laughs> guys. I think this is a bad idea. What? <laughs> what? I've, taken, what? I've looked at I've looked at all the evidence, all of it. <laughs> I did a, I did a huge deep dive into this. It took me three weeks. Oh my god! Uh, did you find out? Did you uh, find out this? And I have, science is real, right? Mm. Wait. It, the <laughs> thing about science that is that you can't all of my research. <laughs> so exactly. There we go. Now we're talking. Oh my god! Yeah, this is this is. This is bad. I don't. I don't like as the, in the words of that horse from uh, Ren and Stumpy. Somebody call the police. No, sir. <laughs> I don't like it. 
like it. Uh, apparently, there's already a couple of different sprays in production. RNA Essence AG is making a spray for the Diamondback Moth, which eats cabbages. I feel a little targeted. <laughs> uh, Greenlight mm. Bioscience has their RNA spray for the Colorado Potato Beetles. Sorry, Abel Kirby and Cold Acid didn't mean to step on your potato coverage. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they also have mm-hmm. another spray they're working on for honeybee mites. Uh, and the oh, sorry, lavish green light is testing their mold sprays on grapes in California and strawberries no. in Italy. They're going after the Mediterranean climates, man. I'm telling you, they're going after the the top of the top. And this, this is how they're gonna. They're gonna. This is communism at work. They bring all of the. They bring everything down to make everything equal. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. I'm gonna jump in right here. I've got breaking news. Uh-oh. Yes. Abel Kirby. Oh. I'm not her, she, her, uh, sure who this person is. Abel Kirby mm. in the chat room uh, says, oh, man, there's another guy on, the Terry's, on Terry's lawsuit, Hunter Hollingsworth. Now, this changes everything because that's two really fake sounding names. <laughs> is this a psyop? You have people with two first names. You get this guy with two last names. You know this guy doesn't exist. Hunter it's Hollingsworth bullshit. is the fakest name. They're they're pushing limits from they're, the they're Institute for like, Justice, oh, according to this Abel Kirby. Abel, if that Kirby, is your real this name, person, this Abel Kirby, Kirby person or bot seems to have yeah. to have some uh, good information. A railroad te- Hunter Hollingsworth is a railroad technician and owns about 91 acres of land outside Camden, Tennessee. 91 acres. Ooh, that's a lot of land. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, this Hunter Hollingsworth person is totally real 100%. <laughs> 91 acres. Jeez. Sorry to hijack. Go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, is it worth it for uh, trying to quote Snoop for potential hunting violations? Like, <laughs> well, Jesus you know, Christ. it's it's a it's a uh, what, what do they call it? The death from a thousand cuts. You just you just or boiling the frog. It's what it is. Yeah, boiling the frog. That's more more apt. Mm. Oh, two, uh, two different. You know, if you go to TV tropes, those are two very different ideas. Yeah, I know. And I messed up by saying the death from a thousand cuts. So just get all get all the way off my back about that. <laughs> all right, fine. Okay, monkey on your back, which is also an article <laughs> on TVTropes.com. If you go to TV Tropes, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I will not kill Metis with a death from a thousand cuts. Uh, was there anything else that we really wanted to touch on for the mRNA spray? Uh, I guess there's some issue. It, it got a little above my purview of understanding. Um, I guess there's some issue that even with this spray that they say they can't build or the actual pest they're trying to eliminate can't build an immunity up to. They spend the last like three paragraphs talking about how they can build up an immunity to it. So I'm not really sure there. By all means, it's listed in the show notes if you want to read it um, and see what uh, they're trying to say there at the end. Because I'm just an idiot, and I guess I don't it's understand on on the all this stuff where they're changing genetic makeup of things that are going to be in the wild. There's always the law of unintended consequences, and it's just they're missing something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's going to cause problems. Um, I, yeah, I guess the real, you can't get corners for this stuff. It hurts a lot of lives. It hurts a lot of people. 
They also said that they they ended up playing Squid Games with some of the Colorado potato beetles. Nice. Yeah. So I, I guess um, Squid. Oh no, the Netflix. Are they like okay. the shitty beetles? I was thinking about something else. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How did the farmer find the squid in the ocean? <laughs> Oh, how do you say? Boost me, bitch. <laughs> um, do we? Uh, Before we go, I just want to ask one quick question. So you guys are hanging out together. This is a live show. You guys are sitting next to each other right now, right? Across, Across from each, each other. other. Across from each other. So let me just ask one question before we go to a break, because we're going to come up on that soon. Midas, how long of a drive was it for you? How long from your How long of a drive should it spot? have been or how long was it? Because it was about four hours and it should have been an hour and 45 minutes. Really? Yeah. Really? It was that bad? Holiday Wait, traffic? No. No, we stop a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, nice. like we stopped and had a nice. Lead. So it was your fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the traffic wasn't bad. Okay. We had one butthole puckering section um, <laughs> around Raleigh, um, but Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Which is a major urban center. Eh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, you could call it more that. or less. <laughs> more or less. I just try to be fair. You know, I love this country. Being from California, I have a different, you know, gauge on population. But no, for, for Raleigh, it's, for it's a major Eastern, center. For Eastern North Carolina, it's the the majorest population center. <laughs> <laughs> so this drive could have taken less than two hours, but yes. it took four hours. I, it could have taken an hour and 45 minutes if we hadn't stopped. If it was straight through, no, no, anything. But you have a... Very awesome uh, philosophy that you should take your time when yeah. you're driving. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it depends yeah. on the situation. But if we have the time, we're we're big fans of stopping. Like I said, we stop. We have a nice these early lunch. Uh, my my kiddo is staying with the grandparents for a couple of days, so it's just me and the wife, and we're just making an enjoyable trip out of it. So is your wife there with you? At the yes, house? she is. Is she nearby? Oh, I don't know where she is. Okay, so she's not nearby. She's not in. I'll put it this way: she is not in the room that I am in. (laughs) (laughs) Just had to check. All right, well that's great. I just wanted to, I wanted to get myself up to speed and also everybody who's listening up to speed. That um, Booberry and Metis are together right now. They're somewhere in the south. They're way cooler than I am. They're hanging out with the Mothman, (laughs) the actual Mothman. That chased those poor, poor people back in the back in the day, and blew up a bridge. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, and blew up a bridge. Yes, <laughs> bitches These love people fought bridges. for our freedom. <laughs> um, speaking of freedom, we'll do a couple of voicemails here, and then uh, do an intermission. And we'll come back and get into some real second, second half of shit. Yeah. Yes, oh, there it is. Oh, stop hitting the wrong button. Stupid touchscreen. Oh. Hit it nice. again. Hey, can, can, hit me, yeah, one more time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. All right. This one. This can, I hear the, can I hear that one more time? No. Oh. <laughs> Sounds like a Little Mermaid trying to get her voice back. 
female <sighs> body inspector. Oh, yeah, you want that one? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, oh, what? The world? Female body inspector. Open up! Oh, my God. This clicking is killing me. Yeah, it's Ugh. so right. clicky. It's so dumb. What the fuck? All right, next voicemail. Hello, green room and green room accessories. <laughs> hey, uh, <laughs> I was Hi wondering. There. I talked to Boob and was wondering if you guys got to see the uh, Matrix movie. I did not myself, but I would love to hear any feedback from you guys, y'all, or anyone else that has a thought tonight. I remember watching uh, the Matrix in theaters as a young teenager. And uh, I remember having that feeling walking out of the theater like, I know Kung Fu. And uh, it's like, I know when I walk out of the theater, I'm going to have to like jump over a car and do a flip. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I thought that, but that was top of mind thinking at the time. Anywho, um, yeah. Tell me what you think. I'm driving right now. Do you hear that badass car go by? Please. Anyway, in the green room, bags out. Thank you, bags. Uh, bags. I've not had the pleasure bags. of seeing the, uh, the the new Matrix Resurrection flick. Um, I'll probably probably check it out here. Maybe Lavish and I can uh, schedule something to where we both see it at the same time. Then we can do a full spoiler laden episode. Mm, that'd be so dope. Oh, the that out. Oh, so oh, spoil the shit. Spaz you know. gave a giant thumbs down from across the kitchen. <laughs> oh, it's it's no it's, spoilers, or oh, you're giving a thumbs sure. down I think for the movie. I think it was spo- thumbs down for the movie. <laughs> I wish I had more hands so I could give those titties four thumbs down. Nice. Four <laughs> thumbs down, people. The Matrix <laughs> is no bueno. No oh. bueno. So thank you very much. I believe Nick the Rat said that it, it sucked also. Uh, I would definitely trust him. Uh, definitely trust gosh. him. Gosh. I'm, I'm, you know, I just don't see movies anymore. Movies generally suck. So I just don't, you know. You know what doesn't suck, though? This intermission that I got for episode 77 mm. here. And uh, I'm not going to talk about it here now. But when we come back, I got... Uh, well, it's listed, or sorry, not listed, but it's uh, queued up at the very end of this. It's a very exciting project that's come to fruition. I hope everybody mm. enjoys it, so be sure to stick around at the end of tonight's intermission for Willow Brown featuring Scream Mills by Abel and the Wolf. We also got some, right. got some Russian music in there, too. It's pretty good. Value for value. This sounds fucking hot, man. I love know. it. Sexy.
dark, if you think you have a strong stomach, if you feel nothing can shock you, oh my God. if you say you don't scare easily, if you believe you've seen everything, then prepare yourself for... What's happening to me? I've gained 45 pounds in a week! A motion picture that takes you beyond fear. Just get some help. See a doctor, a shrink, and anything. Beyond your wildest nightmares. I'm in big trouble. And brings you face to face with terror. Who gave you permission to tell Charlie there's no Santa Claus? I think if we're going to destroy our son's illusions, I should be a part of it. Beyond the power of priest or science to exercise. Name? Pergoil. If this picture doesn't make you scream, you'd better see a psychiatrist. Quick. DVD and ecstasy conceited with low self-esteem. She's a teenage dream if you hate yourself. Close things, communism is the way to go. She's a whore, a whore, a dime a dozen, Jezebel.
good. I'm going to say something to you right now that I've never said to another living soul in my life. Typical low-life thugs. Also, you know what they call cheese in Paris? What they call it? Le fromage. Le fromage, man. It's like those French guys have a whole other language. Yeah. Yeah. I am really going to enjoy this. I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. Whatever. Lie! I missed. Butterfingers. What have you done? Now dig all this. Shazam! Nice thrust! They love me. Still got the moves. When my spirits go on for you.
We now return to Behind the Schemes. Starring Booberry, 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 and Lavish, 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 Lavish. Welcome back to second second half of show for episode seventy seven of Behind the Schemes. We're joined in person by the one and only Media Empire mogul himself, Midas. <laughs> getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. Nice. Um, so that last track there uh, was called. Let's see, what was it called? It was uh, Willow Brown featuring Screamels. I don't know why I blanked there for a second. Um, and the reason that I wanted to include that one is it is actually a track that Abel Kirby hit me up for. He was looking for some, uh, specifically he was looking for Banshee screams, but he couldn't find anything on the YouTubes that he felt would be adequate enough for the track. So he asked if I had anything that we could use or that he could use specifically him and Sir Spencer. Um, so I went back and I dug through the archive of screamels and I found a couple that uh, sounded like they could be viable candidates. And the um, there there was one that I I ended up uh, giving a little bit of of editing loving to and sent to him and and he featured it and I just thought it was a groovy little spooky track and um, yeah I'm I'm glad it uh, it worked out and. If you've called into this show, you know, go back and listen to it. You can find it at ableandthewolf.com. Just copy that RSS feed into any of those new Podcasting 2.0 apps. I mean, you could use an old Podcasting 1.0 app. like If you're lame. Like Apple. If you're weak. Or Spotify. But, um, you're spineless. But yeah. if you're cool, you'll get on a <laughs> podcasting 2.0 app and you will download or you will participate in the first value for value album that is out there. Yes. From the and ground I'm telling up. you, man, it's you get on the ground floor of it. By the way, it's a great album. Jobless to Abel Kirby and Sir Spencer for being bosses and making that happen. Yeah. Check it out. Um, yeah, and uh, actually, um, they had hit me up to be one of the um, artists for the track Like Wine. and um, That's my favorite track on the album. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it is. We, uh, we, we rated them in the car today. So um, I, I ended up uh, doing a, uh, Sweet. A, a piece of art that was uh, a photograph uh, the keeper helped me out with. She ended up making a wine gravy that we used, and she took the photo and... Um, Worked out some ideas beforehand before we had to go play in the snow. So I had to take my coat off and was just running around, you know, 15 degree, 10 degree weather covered in gravy and wine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a hell of a good time. I was really happy with how the art turned out and uh, heard nothing but uh, uh, positive feedback about it. And I couldn't be happier to contribute to such a trailblazing project it's very cool very legal i'm all about it mm-hmm. uh, one extremely other th- legal one other thing that i'm all about uh we had a, another freak of hazard come through very excited to announce that oh my god another freak of hazard thank you so much sir ryan bemrose who has been a guest on this show before came no. through with ten dollar he, he does a show no over way. there called Angry Tech News, which is a short format show where you can get all of your rage-filled rants about all things tech that are fucked up. 
check it out. It's fun. And I, I know there was some controversy mm-hmm. about cats there for a while. Well, Sir Bemrose definitely knows cats. He's the cat master. Cat I game. ask him. Whenever I have a cat question, I ask Sir Bemrose because he knows. But <clears throat> Sir Bemrose, if you can enlighten us in the green room, what is the night uh, that you post? I think it was Tuesday nights, Tuesday nights, or Tuesday day that you that you post the angry tech news. Maybe it's Thursdays. I uh, I just want to get a clarification so that we we can relay to everybody who may be listening uh, what time they can catch you and your fine product. Sir Bemrose, by the way, is the curator of the No Agenda Stream. If you're not familiar with him and his work, then uh, any time that you listen to the No Agenda Stream, you will be hearing his work, his 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 hard diligence. So. Uh, Angry Tech News almost always comes out Tuesday evening. Tuesday evening. So and he's also, he's also been facilitating a lot of the live shows post No Agenda, which honestly I, I think is a it's a phenomenal use of that time slot. Um, I, I just too. I think it's really cool. It's really great. It's a, it's a dynamic. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's something I, I hope I, to I see. Think it's a, yeah. Well, I just I hope it's I hope it's something that continues on into the future. I just uh, I, I there's there's tons of shows. I, you know, I, it's like it's like no agenda almost. Needs. <laughs> this is going to sound dumb and ignorant on my part, but I wish there was more <laughs> no agendas during the week so that <laughs> we can have more uh, post live shows. Uh, it's it's very cool. Mm. It's very cool. Very legal. I'm total support of I it. Think- Adding the live show after the Thursday uh, No Agenda has been a, a really excellent addition to to the whole kind of flow of what's going on around here. And I think um, it's at least got everybody jitty, certainly us, and then the Hog Story and all, all these great shows that get to go on after the No Agenda stream. It's a, it's a really good opportunity. And so a uh, big shout out to Sir Bemrose if, it indeed was his idea to do that because it's a great idea, I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, anytime we we uh, were after the No Agenda show, not live, of course, because we stopped doing live a while ago. But anytime we were after the No Agenda show, we'd always pick up quite a few more listeners after that. It's always a, a good boost for whoever comes after the live show because uh, Adam typically definitely. mentions it. Yeah, and it, it's not even uh, it's, Adam mentions the show that's coming on next, you know, and that people will go look it up and it's always a good boost. Yeah. Yeah. He's a pro. Why don't you go live? We would be inconsistent simply because of other obligations we have for fun fact Friday. Um, sometimes we record on Tuesdays. Sometimes we record on Thursdays it, it's very inconsistent and doing live inconsistently is not, is not great. I have thought about doing me to spot live. Um, which I think would be really fun now that I know how to do sound effects and stuff in line mm. uh, live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do like an old school radio yeah, drama, old school radio drama. Yeah, that'd be um, hella cool. Mm, yeah. So I've got to get, I'm getting some, some actors on board as like staff actors, you know, like ready to go whenever we got, I've got a project for them. Um, well, if you ever need any uh, supplemental acting, uh, I know some people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just uh, have me them shoot me an email. Um, mail at meetuspod.com. Very well. Uh, 
Say that one more time. Mail at meetuspod.com. That's M-A-I-L <laughs> at meetuspod.com. M-A-L-E at meetuspod.com is a totally different email. <laughs> <laughs> Don't one, Google it. One-stop shop all sexy meetus photos. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows they want that electronic mail. You know what I mean? Yeah, tr- yeah trust me. You'd be, you'd, yeah, there would be disappointment. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if you want to dis- disappoint me right now. <laughs> I mean, you go for it. I live for that. Nice. Um, how about we do uh, another screen mail or two, and then we can get into some ruining Christmas. How's that sound? Oh, yes. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> Nerds. Hey, Matus. Tell me what bicycle playing cards have to do with bicycles. Uh, mm. Is it just the pattern on the side, or is there something more to it? Also, that's a good scream. I like that scream. That was a good one. That was unique. That's industrial scream. So, what do bicycle playing cards have to do with bicycles? I don't know. <laughs> really? <laughs> you don't know at all? I have, you can't give me one single fact about the. No. Uh, well, you know, we're going to have to look it up. We're going to have to look it up. <laughs> look uh, it up. I. It's not only bicycle playing cards that I collect, but the vast majority of them are because they put out so many different decks a year. And I, you know, I'll pick them up. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it has to do with bicycles. So <laughs> no no idea. I never looked into it. I like the, the designs on the cards. I like how a lot of times they do include a couple of trick cards with a lot of the decks. So you can, mm-hmm. you know, the, the double-sided, double-backed ones, or they'll include an extra, you know, three of spades or whatever, uh, just for mm-hmm. doing magic tricks. Just and, to make things interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, towards the end of World War One, the United States Playing Card Company produced four war service decks under the bicycle brand. So that means that the bicycle brand is a... Uh, federally subsidized brand company. Oh, yeah? Did you know that off the top Apparently. of your head, Lavish? Sure. <laughs> this is, uh, no, this is not off the top of my head. I will not claim knowledge that I do not inherently possess. I will say this is from the book Knowledge, and this is uh, just the, I don't know, fourth or fifth uh, paragraph on the page concerning the bicycle brand. Definitely a government brand of some manner, which I'd never knew because the bicycle, the bicycle brand is, is a uh, very popular. It's the most popular. It's, could be a good it's the standard uh, uh, candidate for a fun fact Friday episode. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a uh, mm-hmm. pretty good. And mm-hmm. I could uh, put, I could put in the chapters file pictures of my collections. Nice. Of, uh, Cause I've got them all up nice. on a nice shelf above my, my workspace. Uh, and uh, you know, I'll pull them down, play some solitaire occasionally, or when anytime we're playing a game, I'll just pick a different deck. So they every year now, um, Leela gets me a new deck of cards, and she tries to get me one she thinks I'll hate. So this year she, mm. she got me Cats, and I pretty much hate it. Um, <laughs> nice. Last like year, the musical or no, just Cats in general? <laughs> no, just Cats in general. I can tell you a thing or two <laughs> about that musical, <laughs> right? Uh, no, last year just checking. Last year it was unicorns. And that turns out to be one of my favorite decks because it's not like sparkly pink unicorns with rainbows 
uh, you know, coming out of their butts or anything. It's actually it's, it's real like, unicorns. It's well, it it's like old timey uh, anatomical drawings of unicorns and like and from myth- mythology books and things like that. It's not like what you think of as unicorns now. Yeah, what's it's that? the the German grim yeah, grim dark grim dark unicorns. And yeah. I, I was like, oh wow, this is amazing. They're like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about real some, unicorns? We'll do this uh, next voicemail here. Uh, doesn't supposedly my uh, best scream. So ah, is that good? Is that qualify? It's <laughs> pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, I would say that it qualifies. Um, I'm eating pretzels to cause a little bit of uh, ASMR. ASMR. Oh. It's exciting. Little kids love it. Um. Anyways, uh, my question for. Uh, media says, uh, why is he, uh, not a nerd and why is he a cool guy? And, uh, he can only use verbs to, uh, give answers. Why? Only nerds know what verbs are. There we go. <laughs> Sounds like that's a case settled. <laughs> yeah, that's the bottom line there. <laughs> Point of no return. Thank you very much, Metis. You answered that question very efficiently. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Keep, keep it efficient. Oh, that's funny. And if you would like to get in on that action, you reach out and touch us at 612-263-SXXY-7999. That's right. Um, say, say it slowly for me. Six, one, two, two, six, three, seven, nine, nine, nine. Why can't phone calls have better quality? Well, I will. I will say that unfortunately, I can't get the voicemails to work on my browser for whatever godforsaken reason. So I'm having to use the Bluetooth f- feature through the Roadcaster oh, no. Pro. But I mean, just in general. When I when I do any kind of voice over IP, I'll get crystal clear audio, and yet a phone call, which you know it's all just internet now anyway. There's right. no physical lines mm. being touched by this phone call, and yet it still sounds like a phone call. You know, not mm. sure. Lame. It's the phone companies, man. It's Comcast. Somehow they are to blame. But when you do a Verizon to Verizon call, it. It's crystal clear. It's HD phone call because it's, you know, it's VoIP. So. Damn. so it must be complicated in a way that you would only understand if you're actually in the trade, which I hate. I hate that that is how the world works. You got to. Yeah. Uh, now, I do want to before we get into the uh, these topics for the second second half of show, uh, we had another donation come through from a, a, a returning freak of hazard. And it's none other than Double Thought Dimensions coming through with their $3.33. Oh, yeah. I like, oh I like that show. God. That's a good show. Oh, yeah. Double Thought Dimension podcast. And featured on the Tell No Agenda stream. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I always feel like I fuck up their domain, so I want to make sure I get it right. It is DoubleThoughtsDimension.com. <laughs> That's a tough one to That's- remember. Well, it's, yeah. it was kind of like, it was the same, 
issue that I was creating for myself when I first started listening to Rare Encounter, I was thinking that it was Rare Encounters. Oh, gotcha. And I, I want to make sure I don't do the same thing uh. to Double Thought Dimensions. You know, yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the plural. It's mm. the singular. And you... That's always the you you may, you almost want to go buy the other domain, spend that extra what ten bucks a year just to have that to redirect. Oh, an episode on everyday carry. Oh wow, mm. it, uh, Derek goes through his everyday carry items. Wow. Ooh, I love EDC. Uh, mm. One of mine. One of mine. I'll give you a little secret. One of mine is a bandana. A bandana every day mm. and a lighter. Keeping it fresh. And like $800 cash. If anybody's interested in my everyday carry, you can join my OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> Is that mail at OnlyFans.com <laughs> slash Metis. Mail at Metis. I need to go. I need to go actually get mail at Metis.com. Put uh, put as an email. <laughs> now that we're talking about it so much. Well, you got male Metis, but you also have female Metis. You've oh, do I? Oh, yeah. Views. Somebody in chat was who? Who was that saying that in chat? Oh, and I, I did, I did fuck that. It's a blog post, so you can read it instead of listening to it. No, oh, okay. <laughs> nice. EDC. Um, let's see. The old standard. Now, when I say that we're going to ruin Christmas, I should state more appropriately that. We're going to be discussing some people that are trying to ruin Christmas. We ourselves, uh, I'd say for the most part, are, are supportive of the holiday. It's a good time to get with the family and the capitalist, we are. The capitalist aspects of it can be dance. You know, it's a good time to There's see There's no friends. shortage of people that are trying to ruin Christmas. I, I say that we are a pro-Christmas uh, server mm-hmm. over here. Wouldn't you say? You know who's not a pro Christmas uh, son of a bitch? Who? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Dude, this fucking guy. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> he went on a Twitter spree the day of Christmas and he was doing his damnedest to debunk some popular Christmas myths. And I can so, debunk his debunks, all of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Space is faking gay. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So the, this the, true. there's no, true. there's no shortage of them. So we'll just read through some of these real quick. Uh, I definitely know that this one is a repeat that he has used year after year. Quote, if people left carrots, celery and hot tea for Santa on the table instead of milk, milk and cookies, I bet he'd be much, much thinner. And someone retweet, uh, retweeted him saying fat shaming Santa on Christmas Day is nuts. Ugh. <laughs> Here's another one. Santa surely keeps track of how many hours pass and how long the elf union allows them to work. But on the North Pole, where all time zones meet, the actual time of day has no meaning. Technically, if you were a real boss, the time of day has no real meaning anywhere you go. Right. But I digress. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Time is a construct. Yes. Time is a construct. Uh, Santa does not know zoology. Both male and female reindeer grow antlers, but all male reindeer lose their antlers in the late fall, well before Christmas. So, Santa's reindeers, which all sport antlers, are therefore all female, which means Rudolph has been misgendered. Now, hold up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah, stop me. Stop me. Do it. Do it. He's talking about uh, male reindeer lose their antlers in the late fall, well before Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. 
the tweet you just read about the time zones, he says, the actual time of day has no meaning. <gasps> so, Shit. So there is no late fall in the North Pole. Oh. Time doesn't exist at the North Pole. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, well, I guess time is relative there, ain't it, buddy? Oh, oh yeah. Also. Oh, no. No, no, I'm going to save this one until you're done with all of them. Go for it. Uh, I did have a notes about the actual reindeer sh- shedding their horn, or antlers, I should say. And this was a fact check. I don't think it was specifically geared at dear old Tyson, but it states that the castration can impact uh, when a male reindeer loses their antlers. Uh, An agricultural zoologist and professor of social psychology at the University of Stirling in Scotland says that castrated male reindeers, quote, have antler cycles similar to those of females. That means that there are some male reindeer that could have antlers during Christmas time, which doesn't exist in the North uh, North Pole. Uh, (laughs) Craig Roberts says that most of the reindeer used to pull sleds are castrated males because they are easier to handle. So it's not the fact that all of Santa's reindeer are female. It's the fact that their genitalia has been removed. They're going off the Roman eunuch model. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you see, okay, now that makes sense, right? Am I am I wrong here? We, I mean, we we're talking about husbandry, and this is I, I imagine that. Okay, anyway, you, you please, need, you, please, you need a check mark next to your Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, get a check mark before you speak to me. <laughs> well, dropping straight. Facts. Maybe you could give me a check mark if I had a Twitter account. I mean, come on. Come on. Come on. What a what a cesspool. What oh, it, a, what it a, is. It's a, it is ugh. a cesspool. Uh, I had a Twitter account for about four months and then I turned it off. Nice. Like, Man, this is this is no good. This is no good for anyone. Uh let's see. Oh, he does give Santa some some kudos, saying Santa knows physics. Of all colors, red light penetrates fog best. That's why Benny, the blues blue nosed reindeer, never got the gig. That sounds like blue nose shaming. Yeah. Jesus. Um, Blue nose and on. This one, this one's just a reach. For Santa to deliver gifts to all the world's Christians in one night requires hypersonic speeds through Earth's lower atmosphere, vaporizing his reindeer and sleigh. Just saying. Jesus Christ. So here's where I'm going to go into my debunking of all of this. Magic. (laughs) Is this like mask magic? Just no, just that's it. Just I mean, Santa Claus is a magical being, and all of the everything around him is magical. It doesn't. Laws of physics do not apply to Santa Claus. Santa Claus is a magical person. Exactly. And that's it. Oh my god, (laughs) douchebag! Whoa, whoa, we got a badass over here. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, <laughs> next up, as worth as the Earth warms and the Arctic ice melts, Santa will lose his habitat too. We may one day see photos of him clutched to an ice flow. Oh, and he's vaccinated too. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, the rest of these are kind of lame. Santa is pale because he's in the middle of six months of darkness on the Earth's North Pole, and he only delivers gifts at night. 
And uh, last but not least, since the northern Arctic is just ocean, Santa's North Pole workshop has only ex- ever existed on a floating sheet of ice. Imagine uh, images that portray Santa's workshop with pine trees and snow-capped hills on the horizon are geographically underinformed. You know where else pine trees don't grow? Up Neil deGrasse Tyson's ass? Uh, in my living room. Oh, okay. And yet there's one there right now. <laughs> you can, I don't know if Neil deGrasse Tyson knows this with his physics degrees, but you can move things. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, it takes you back. Or less than. Wait, never mind. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. How does Santa find the reindeer in the deep snow? (laughs) Rudolph, of course. Uh. (laughs) You stick your nose where it don't belong. Um, All right. So coming up next, we have some folks that uh, are on the YouTubes trying to ruin Christmas. (laughs) Would we like to start with, oh, maybe maybe this is where we roll the, uh, well, we didn't roll the dice. I feel bad. You brought your I dice? Brought, well, to be fair, the we dice should roll everywhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> we should roll. Just, we don't even have to, uh, we, right. we, we, we might as well. Just what please. are we rolling? Uh, we're going to roll uh, a, what's something divided by three? Six. Oh, 20? <laughs> is there a 12? <laughs> Sided die. There is a, there is a twelve sided die. It's yeah. the one that has twelve sides. Yeah, let's roll a twelve sided die, and that will I'll just All do right. the math in my head. We'll figure it out. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> damn. What'd you get? I got a seven. I got a two. What you got, lavish? Hmm. Uh oh. Did his head fall off? No, he's uh, broadcaster up. I got an eighteen. Damn, nice. son. Okay, I know. Pixar didn't happen. But, but I almost lost my whole box of dice in the process. So. Oh, my God. Um, <sighs> anyway, yeah, I got an 18. So, Lavish, I'll let you pick first. Do you want to hear about Necromancer Santa? Or is Santa Satan? Or the Bible says that Christmas is a sin? I'm going to go with the first one because... Santa Satan has been played out because obviously it's a, uh, you know, you rearrange the words in Santa, you get Satan. We've gotten that. And then Bible, you got St. Christopher or St. Nicholas or all of the above. And uh, so I'm going to go with the first one. Nice. So this is a, uh, I forget the name of the channel, but it's a couple of morticians on the YouTubes. And they have made it their mission to ruin Santa. They, they even went as far as to say that we're here to ruin Santa. And, uh, there's, there's some interesting information, uh, that they discuss in this, in this video talking about the origin of the Saint, uh, Nicholas, not necessarily Santa Mm. Claus. Um, but this first clip, but St. Nicholas, the historical figure upon which Santa Claus ultimately is founded on, right? Yes. We can be fair about that, right? Yes. Can we all be fair about that? I think so. Um, So this first one is talking about some of the Dutch origins of St. Nicholas. Maybe not. Maybe if I turn my fader back up. Every year, I try and do a little something to ruin Christmas for you. And this year is no exception. So let's welcome back our resident saint expert and noted Christmas ruiner, Elizabeth Harper. Do you have a saint you plan on ruining for us? 
Actually, I'm here to ruin, I, I mean, talk about Santa. We need to talk about Santa. Santa is uncontroversial, though. Everybody loves Santa. You got his beard, you got the elves, you got the sack of presents. Well, for starters, he's not who you think he is. Big stack. He's been using a pseudonym for a little while now. His name is actually based on the Dutch, which is Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. Oh, you really <laughs> exposed him there. Everything sounds different in the Dutch. If we were doing this episode in Dutch, it would be Vrag und Begrafenis Undernehmer. And you would be Lisbeth. Yeah, but Sinterklaas is based on the Middle Dutch version of his name, which is Sint Niklaus. Saint Nicholas, Saint Nicholas, jolly old Saint Nick. This is still not blowing my mind. Yeah, but did you know he was a real Catholic saint? He was born around 270 AD. This still doesn't change his narrative that much. He's still a nice white Northern Dutch saint with twinkly blue eyes and a red suit. Not exactly. I've decided I'm gonna sit all the way back here to do the rest of the show. I hope that doesn't bother anybody. Uh, do it, do it. <laughs> Meet us. Yo. You still there? Uh, what do you know allegedly. about the year 270? <laughs> okay. In the year 270, um, I'm guessing some stuff happened. <laughs> I just. What the, happened in 270? Does anybody know? Does anyone know about Constantine? Does anybody know about what's going on in 270? Is this when Rome fell? And the the Eastern Roman, uh, Holy Roman Empire out of. Uh, what is now Istanbul? Does anyone know about 270? Uh, Come on, Medus. Constantinople? Medus, you went through a parade. Tell me about this parade that you went through. You, you, you and your daughter were carried through a, an actual parade through your town. Tell me about this. What happened here? We made a float and went into a parade and drove through the parade with a, the truck. <laughs> that's awesome no it's like you think you think that like you have to be invited to a parade and like there's this whole thing now you just go give the chamber of commerce 50 bucks and you're in <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and i'm like okay so how many people how many people are going to be at this parade and they're like eh, 10 to fifteen thousand. i'm like 50 bucks for 10 to fifteen thousand dollars or people worth of exposure that's a pretty good deal for advertising Right. I know what you thought of it. What did your What did Leela think of the whole thing? As she was driving through, was she just like baffled? Was no, she, she was like, "Wow, or? this is a whole lot of people. This is going to be really good for the show." <laughs> She's oh, like, nice! It's a little out She's of my pragmatic. Com- oh, she said uh, it's a little out of my comfort zone uh, and being in front of this many people, but I'm having a good time. So, you have given her a wonderful head start in life <laughs> to have this kind of a mentality. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> please forgive me. I got I got distracted because we started talking about some stuff. And you brought up two seventy, man. I'm not going to bring up Constantine because it's just going to be a waste of time. So <clears throat> it's okay. I got this for you. Good night, Billy Bones. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> um, I you know something about how self assured that they were that they of all people were finally going to be able to ruin Christmas. That's what really stuck out to me in the, in their mission to just make everybody miserable. I just think it would be so funny if it did like, Oh yeah. Like New York city was like, okay, 
no decorations next year. Have you seen this YouTube video with these two chicks with vocal fry? Yeah. No more. No, no more, more Christmas. No it's more Santa Claus at the end of the Macy Day um, parade. The children um, are just going to be like, ah, we don't want presents because that YouTube video we saw with those two. Yep. Two chicks. <laughs> no more. No more with Christmas sales. Taste in our mouth. Uh, they got this weird thumbnail thing going on in the video where they're both like crossing their arms. Like I, I just, for the life of me, I don't understand. Oh, actually, no, it does make sense now because they're like trying to cross it out. Like they're trying to, oh. you know, X, it, they're putting the X in the okay. S. You so know? like, like the old wrestler Triple X with his, oh, yeah, the meat. <laughs> Oh yeah, I've witnessed the serpent swallow the egg. Oh yeah. So this uh, oh, yeah. this next clip uh, <laughs> that represents scissoring. Wait, 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 Booberry, <laughs> have we told Manus that we've created a whole wrestler alter ego for him? Do, oh do, yeah. Do you know about this? I you know about uh, this yes. Uh, my wife got a kick out of that. Nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the meat. Is that? Is I that didn't know that it, w- it was that official. That it was wife official. <laughs> we, we were just. We were just joking about it in the back channels, but that's a real thing for sure. The meat. No, no, that was on the that was on the real show. That that was on the the release. Oh, it was episode. on the show. Yeah, it was yeah, official. yeah, yeah. It was uh, okay. I don't uh, don't remember what show because there's a lot the of meat, them, but it was up there. Your wife is also on No Agenda Social. Yes. Well, nice. no. Neither of us is on No Agenda Social. Oh, we have our own Mastodon oh. server. Uh, the Meatus Media Mastodon server. Which is not open for registration. <laughs> Do you host that out of your house? No, no. I have a digital ocean droplet. I'm running it on. Oh, okay. Super, cool. e- super easy to set up. Super easy. That's like uh, I think ten bucks a month, something like that. And uh, yeah, it's not bad. Hey, Metis is a cloud wizard or a wizard in general. So there you go. Well, this is uh, great. This uh, next clip gets into a little more of the historical origin of uh, Santa Claus and his origins. And what country meters do you think he uh, originally got to start out of? Oh, let's see. If the Veggie Tales movie was correct, it was somewhere in in the Arab in the Arab world. Nice. Uh, yeah, Veggie Tales is all Bible. That's all Bible. You know? uh, Veggie Tales. Talking about real Santa. Veggie Tales drops some straight facts. Yeah. <laughs> Stop hating. <laughs> like the if, belly of a whale. If you want to talk to tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where is my hairbrush? Oh, where is my hairbrush? Hey, um, Jonah is my guy. Don't even get me started. But, no, well, I, I don't know. I don't actually, know. you were you were uh, you were kind of correct. It's actually Turkey. Saint Nicholas was a bishop from the country we now call Turkey. So that means his pantsuit was originally a robe, and his eye, hair, and skin color could have been kind of Mediterranean looking, or he could have looked more like this 17th century icon. Um, what are you, Mall of America? Isn't Black Santa just some newfangled alternative Santa? That Santa is more accurate than the super Europeanized version that Coca-Cola pushed in the 1930s. Hold on. That's not the only thing that they pushed in the 1930s. (laughs) Hey, oh. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. This is all really nice. Oh, dude. Yeah, I want to... I don't know if I have the balls to do it, but sometime I want to figure out like some sort of show art that would feature Coca-Cola at the World Olympics in, what was it, 1936? Uh, no, would have been before that. Yeah, maybe. 30, uh, 
I don't know. 32, 36? I don't remember. It's fucked up. Coca-Cola supported Nazism. Don't drink Coke. Hold on. This is all really... What? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Drink Fanta. (laughs) Do you want a Fanta? Ugh. All right. We'll get back to this clip. Hold on. This is all really nice and inclusive. Aren't we trying to ruin Christmas here? Oh, well, Santa Claus also wants to save you from sex work. Excuse me? St. Nicholas fills your stockings because he doesn't want you to have to work in a brothel. I mean, I am supportive of sex workers, and I just, I wasn't, that wasn't what I was trying to... Okay, tell me more. St. Nicholas's parents died when he was young, and they left him a lot of money, so he would do all kinds of good deeds with it. Like, he heard about this guy with three daughters who didn't have any money for their dowries. Unfortunately, in the fourth century, no dowry meant no husband, which meant no financial stability, which meant the three girls would have to take the jobs that were available to them, which was, you know the oldest profession. So St. Nicholas took three bags of gold coins and threw them down the man's chimney at night. And the girls had hung their stockings to dry. So when they woke up, I guess you could say it was like Christmas morning. But that's why a lot of people get chocolate coins in their stocking. To save them from sex work. Yeah, aren't you glad you get to be a mortician and don't have to rely on your dowry for stability? Thanks, Santa. Ooh. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, Santa the slut shaming son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Is, do they do they have sources on any of this? You know, she I I kind of looked into the the Turkey origin of uh, or Turkish origin of uh Santa Claus and the woman featured in the video has a whole blog dedicated to saints and from what i can tell i think she's like the only source i'm not sure yeah uh let's see Mm. all the Mm. saints uh all the saints you should know bodies bones relics lore and oddities from the catholic church i'll drop that link here in the uh please do in the the notes there yeah i dropped some coca-cola nazi uh notes Nice. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, there was a couple of Reddit posts, but well, I'm know. just thinking we we can we're pretty creative around these parts. We could we could come up mm-hmm. with some pretty good pretty good convincing sounding stuff. Mm. Get it written up. Sure. Get on get on Fiverr. Right. Hire a uh, person who knows how to write like really convincing scientific y sound and stuff, right? Get on Fiverr, probably some some kid in India, which I've gotten some really good works from kids in India and, uh, on Fiverr. Write up a blog. Or Adam Curry. Let it sit just there. Right. Change under a pseudonym. Right. Change all the uh change all the names or the dates on all the blog stuff to make it make it look like it's been around for a while, right? And then we stumble across it. And then we write articles based on that, and we do this whole circular link thing where everybody's referencing like ten ten rings, like a ring of fire, but with referencing. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. And then we can Metis. come up with anything and make it true. Metis. What? Well, this is. Hold on. Are you saying to use to fight fire with fire to use their mm-hmm. own thing? What? What? Where's against a, them? No, where's a fight? I'm just saying for fun. What can we get somebody to believe? <laughs> This is wonderful. Wonderful idea. 
This is why you listen to the show, because we get these people on who have these great ideas. That's my exit strategy. Circular references on blog posts about uh, random facts about cats or something. Gorgeous. I got a quote here from uh, learnreligions.com. There was a couple of BBC articles talking about this, too. Although Santa Claus is primarily based upon St. Nicholas, a 4th century Christian bishop from Lycia, now in Turkey, the figure is also strongly influenced by early Norse religion. St. Nicholas was known for giving gifts to the poor. In one notable story, he met a, uh, oh, um, oh, there we go. He met a pious but impro- impoverished man who had three daughters. He prevented them, he presented them with dowries to save them from a life of prostitution. Didn't, uh, Santa Claus know that sex work is real work? Come on, Santa. Give it the program. Well, you know who Jesus hung out with, right? <laughs> Prostitutes? Lepers? Yeah. Lawyers? Lawyers? All Guns of and money? the worst fucking lowest form of everybody. Lepers, lawyers, prostitutes, all these terrible, terrible people that nobody wanted to hang out with. So that's just, that's just the way it is. Nice. Uh, this next clip, uh, I really, really enjoy this story. Guess what, everybody? It's a Christmas necromancy miracle. Bane and Santa might be enemies. Um, how is that possible? I have been so good all year. St. Nicholas was a total death denier. Now you are really ruining Christmas. So there was this inn in the forest that was owned by an evil innkeeper who happened to be pickling some meat one day. He looks up and he sees three (laughs) boys wander in looking for help because they got lost in the forest. The evil innkeeper chops the boys up and throws them in the pickling barrels. Oh, I do know this story. This is where St. Nicholas shows up like three months later and resurrects the pickle barrel boys. Flat out Christmas necromancy. And that's how this prostitute saving bishop from Turkey came to be associated with kids. (laughs) Sounds like a real bro. Oh, that so was, that was loud. these guys drop out of the sky and they're just like, let us drop this story that you've never heard ever. And we're not going to reference where we got it from. And it's not something that at all is embedded in your consciousness. Yeah. But, consciousness. It, but it's true because we say it with vocal fry. But oh, because yeah. we say like this, because Santa, this is the real thing. Save the and this is the story. So uh, this is the way. I mean, there's, there's other instances of this happening in popular media. Even even recently, there's other instances of this happening. Things like, uh, you got to wear seven masks. That's pretty good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Science is real. Right? <laughs> you know, the, the whole point of science is you don't question it. Right. And you don't, you don't scrutinize it. And science is settled. And you don't have any, like, uh, metric... Or system. Yeah I, like, yeah, I like it. I like it like that. You don't have to think about it. You can, no. Just, yeah, it's a nasty scheme. You don't have to think about it, dude. It's a nasty, <laughs> dirty, nasty scheme. <laughs> um, so we we can verifiably confirm, though, that the Catholic Church does love their relics. No doubt. They love taking the bones and spreading them around. They love oh, yeah. them. I don't think anybody's got any questions about that. Um, honestly... If oh, there's if me, there's anyone I'd want to visit the Vatican with, it would be Booberry and Midas. 
You go to the, <laughs> I'll be getting, go to get the Vatican. Basement, get into that basement where they keep all the good books. I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, yeah. The golden VHS. I cannot think of two dudes who would be more on my side and would understand the whole picture of what exactly we were trying to embark on this quest, you know, being in the Vatican. Um, it can overwhelm you. And I need people that can stay on the straight and narrow, you know what I mean, to, to, to accomplish the goal here. So what it sounds and, like these chicks are saying is that lots of cultures have had a Santa Claus type figure and then that's all just been kind of mishmashed together into what what we do today because they take all the best parts of the story and, and continue keeping those parts and adding more to it over the years. Right. Technically, I think that's called ruining Christmas. Oh, yep. Yeah, okay. Okay. Not, <laughs> not uh, thousands Man, of years. Everything lie. is the I, best of. I will not lie. I think Necromancer Santa Claus is completely a a baller move. Yeah, I think that it's, is nah. this new Santa for our for our house. I think we're going to make sure that he's the one that that comes out. Yeah, I I'm mm. totally for that one. I think that only makes him a boss, in my opinion. You know, he's trying to he's trying to save hookers. Hashtag boss bitch. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> he's saving pickle boys. Um, <laughs> But saving everybody, saving himself, my man was raising, raising himself from the dead. Sansa is based. Okay. Pickle, That's all I got to say. Meats. Um, so this next one, this next one, they talk about uh, how the church has spread around the bones of St. Good old St. Nicholas. Okay. But if Santa was a real person, he had to die sometime, right? Death comes to us all. Let me ask this. Do we think, and I shouldn't assume, but do we think that they're vaccinated. I just, I hate to ask that, but something tells me that these lavish, you see where I'm coming at right there with that, with that. Yeah, I death? know, I know where you're coming. Okay. It's, it's, it's the, it's the belief or not belief in magic. You know what I mean? Okay. You got to understand is it, are these magical people immune or are they not immune? Right. Um, it just reminds me of that, uh, Norm McDonald quote. I like to, Come back to, you know, even when I'm off the show, it's, we've all figured it out. Now it's just a matter of what order. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> right. Santa is dead. And now Santa- we wait. <laughs> yeah. Just wait our turns. Or St. Nicholas, whatever. Same person. He is so dead, you can visit Santa's grave. In the North Pole? Caitlin, what have we been talking about? Oh. St. Nicholas was buried in Turkey, but the Italians wanted his body or relics for themselves. So the city of Bari sent three ships to bring his bones back to Italy. Their team was successful, and in 1087, they came back with Santa's bones. But the Venetians also sent their own relic hunters to Turkey in 1099, and they believed that they found the real bones of St. Nicholas. So I have to go all the way to Italy to see Santa's tomb, and even then I won't know what city he's really in? Now, in 1992, yes, 1992, both cities allowed an anatomy professor to examine the bones, and he determined that they were complementary and from the same man. I guess Santa is known for being many places at one time, but still, Italy? Santa is everywhere. Now, they don't actually uh, verbally list out all of the countries that they say that you can find the bones of Santa or St. Nicholas, um, but I'll read, because I know I'm going to butcher the cities, so I'll just read through the countries here. Austria, Belarus, Belgium, Bulgaria, Canada, Denmark, France, uh, Greece, Germany, and several 
uh, several countries in Greece and Germany and France, Italy, Netherlands, Palestine, Romania, Russia, 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 Scotland, Russia, Spain, Russia, Russia, Switzerland, Ukraine, excuse me, Ukraine, and in the U.S., Annadale, uh, Virginia, Flushing, New York, Indianapolis, Indiana. Morton Grove, Illinois, <laughs> New York, New York, Northridge, California, Oliphant. Closer and closer to the Mothman. <laughs> Oliphant, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Troy, Michigan, and West Babylon, New York. How do the Catholics find bones in the winter? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. These Christians, it moves from the mid the it moves from the Middle East to Rome to uh, you know Utah. Those are the main three. Pillars of Christianity. So when they when they find when they find the bones of Saint Nicholas, right? Is there not like a newsletter that goes out to all the Catholic churches that says, "Guys, there's a Substack." <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> we've already claimed that we found the the bones. Y'all need to nah. uh, not. The Vatican's just like the government. When they find that stuff, they put it in the vault and they don't tell anybody for two thousand years. Just down there. <laughs> that's why we're gonna go, boys. That's why you and you and you and me are gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna get that shit. <laughs> get that shit. Get your life. That's right. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that was we're here to ruin Santa. Let me ask y'all this, and it's like this, you know, as serious as I can be. Is Santa ruined? For me, no. Okay. Lavish. Is Santa ruined? Not if you um. Not if you have kids. <laughs> I don't know. That, that would be like, hey, not only is this guy going to show up and give you gifts, but guess what else he can do? <laughs> Pickle your meat. That's right, kids. <laughs> so you better be good. God. That should be the new call. You're either going to get presents or you're going to get some pickled bullshit. But again, not for kids. <laughs> again, not for kids. Oh, Lordy. Uh, you know, Santa will always emerge victorious in this fight. Um, always. I got these other clips here. I, you know, it's just kind of meh. They're not as good as this, uh, this first one that we rolled with. So honestly, lavish. I'm kind of glad that you decided to roll with that one there. Um, unless y'all, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't think we'll need to push it any further. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to do a last-minute uh, finance uh, review. Oh, a yeah. year in review, if you don't mind. Sure. You, you understand that, that it's going to be about, oh, three or four days until the end of this glorious year that has been 2021, and what a year it's been. And so I just want to go over the finance year in review, which is something that we always never do on Buying the Schemes. So... <clears throat> In the crypto world, uh, Bitcoin is uh, is above uh, uh, fifty one thousand dollars, and it's up a hundred percent on the year. I just want you to know that Bitcoin up a hundred percent in the year. Ethereum, the miners' favorite, up five hundred percent in the year at four thousand dollars. Chainlink, twenty four twenty eight, up a hundred percent on the year. Uh, XRP, even though it's under SEC investigation, which I want to do an episode on, and we will eventually touch on this subject. Tonight wasn't the night, but uh, it's up uh, almost uh, 250% on the year, even though it's under SEC investigation. 
and uh, Doge is down. <laughs> and by the way, the S&P 500, for everybody who's into just normal, everyday U.S. stocks, equities, it's up 30%. S&P 500 up 30% for the year. What a year it's been. I just wanted to give that a quick year in review on uh, 2021. And I hope that everybody's uh, next year, 2022, is uh, profitable and well. And uh, we got the Ace of Pentacles tonight. So Page of Pentacles. Page of Pentacles. Oh, I'm sorry, not the Ace of Pentacles, the Page of Pentacles, which um, means that uh, we are all embarking on something that will be very fruitful down the line. So there you go. Money, money, money. I can fuck with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like money, though. I like <laughs> money, though. <laughs> now I got I got out of Doge just in time. Nice. And uh, rolled it over right over into to AMC. And uh, AMC stock? Yeah. You fucking dug. I, uh, you dug. I also got an AMC. Hey, go go look at go look at when Doge crashed and then when AMC started rising. And I rolled all of my Doge right into AMC. <laughs> so I've been trying to figure out how you spell meet, well. meet us with a G. <laughs> I just wanted to hear one slick meet us play financially before we left. While we had the man in the house, I knew you pulled some shit. I knew you did something sneaky. I knew you. I knew you fucking made some moves. This I knew. Year. I knew when and Elon so, went on SNL. I was like, he's gonna screw it up. And I got out right before that episode aired. And, dude, he uh, made and broke it. I mean, in the long term. I mean, I could do. I could do a bit on Doge, but in my opinion, Elon made Doge and then he broke Doge. Yep. And you had that Absolutely. one like, I don't know how long a window it was. Maybe a month where yeah. you could. Not even a month, probably about three weeks where you could really, you know. Yeah, it was it was up and down, and I was like, let me get out of here before he goes on SNL because it can go one uh, of two ways, and I don't think it's going up. So I dumped, and then the next day, or not the next day, the next trading day, I was like, let me throw some in AMC. They're, the kids over on Reddit are, are talking about that one, and uh, I did pretty well. So, Well, and with Elon... I did the same thing with the Tesla. I had I had Tesla stock that I'd bought early, and, and I sold it. This is not financial advice. This is not this advice. financial. This is not financial advice. Don't ever not financial take financial advice. advice from me. I was I was <laughs> playing around with a little bit of extra money I had and lucked out. So <laughs> yes, that's that's what you do with the little extra money that you got. Exactly. Pay attention. You pay if you're attention. going to invest in anything, only pick a couple of things that you've really put your heart and mind into. But uh, Elon Musk has definitely made me some money. Yep. <laughs> he's, 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 he's a son of a bitch. The Tesla shit is just unbelievable. I uh, I invested in Tesla way before Tesla was Tesla. And it's fucking, I sold way too early. I, I, I screwed myself. Just another lesson. It's just another lesson. Yeah. Well, Midas, do you uh, do you have anything upcoming for your various productions that you want to shout out? Uh, I got I got a couple episodes in the hopper for uh, not in the hopper. They're not ready yet, so I don't want to say hopper. They're in the works for nice. Midas Pod. I'm trying to get to where I can have four or five episodes in the can. 
um, and then start releasing on a more regular schedule. Yeah, I'm get, a little, on, yeah, get I'm a little stock built up. Right, and then I'm working on, because most of them are not timely, like the Christmas Carol one was. Right. So I can just have them and then just release them. Um, and I don't really, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say episode numbers anymore. Mm. I'm going to just produce and then put them out, you know, as they get done, as it feels timely, um, you know, for what's going on. But I'm starting to build up a, not a staff, a cast, a cast of regular actors. And, uh, yeah, I'm just having fun with it. It's a fun project. I don't, don't really make any money off of it. So, and then fun fact Friday, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that one. Um, we're talking about some, some changes coming to that show. Uh, but everything's up in the air on that. And for now, it's just going to be the same show, but we do have some changes coming up. Wow. And Fun Fact Friday, despite the name, usually drops on Wednesday, correct? Uh, Thursday night, because we, Thursday. Want it, we want it to be, um, we look at all the, uh, when all the feeds hit, and a lot of people have their feeds hit to set, set to hit the feeds, their players set to hit the feeds overnight. So we like to have the feed updated before midnight Eastern on uh, Thursday night, you know, Friday morning. Mm-hmm. So people will have it in their player ready to go on Friday morning when they get up. Nice. Very cool. Sweet. And that's uh, all that's over at meetusmedia.com. I'm yep. seeing here crop circles for episode 80 of Fun Fact Friday. I got some photos I'm going oh, yeah, to cool. send to you when I get home. Yeah, and I can, uh, we can actually stick them in the chapter files. That's, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, I got a fun, mm-hmm. fun story we'll save for a later time about uh, about these pictures. I feel like I keep saying that. I don't know how often. I, I got I got labradite stones. I got to send you pictures of. <laughs> I got I got the Heidelberg project in Detroit, which actually I think I did lose those photos. Unfortunately, they were on a hard drive that got stolen from me. But um, I definitely have Labradite that I can send pictures of. I remember y'all talking about that one. Yep, yep. I just... Oh, yeah. I'm a piece of shit. Okay. I think it was Rare Encounter was <laughs> talking about barrel fish. And we did an episode on that like a long time ago on Fun Fact Friday. And he's like, oh, these these things, these barrel fish. And I think it was Rare Encounter. Rare Encounter. I don't know. But I was like, go, go to Fun Fact Friday. We got pictures of that thing. Nice. <laughs> oh god i almost did the thing again we got some voicemails to hit oh okay jesus oh. yeah and i gotta we, we gotta start thinking about getting out of here yeah all right we'll hit this oh yeah i'm coming to get that thing but I... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. i like that sweet uh here's sweet. our here's our last one for tonight and if you want to get in on this action for next week 612-263-7999 Hey, uh, I hope everyone had a good holiday, uh, whatever they happen to celebrate. Um, me and uh, my siblings and my mother, yeah, we gathered together and exchanged gifts with the nieces and nephews, uh, good times. And my eldest uh, sibling, she produced a pearl necklace, a mm. single pearl, a uh, wire frame wire body mermaid wrapped around the pearl kind of uh yeah i was like what the hell is this <laughs> they made the wrong half oh. of the mermaid human <laughs> uh hearing you oh talk about a uh, mermaid learning to sing have you ever heard a fish made anything except for wet slapping noises <laughs> i still would not fuck a fish so yeah they made the wrong half of that uh, singing mermaid 
human. I'd rather, you know, well, I don't know. I'd fuck a fishy smell, though. Uh, anyway, uh, that'll, that'll be your stream thoughts. Yeah. Fucking fishy smell. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> Great show. Thank you, Doc. Excuse me. Thank you, Special, Dr. A- Special Agent Dr. Sir Mike Crotch. <laughs> the, the Master Seaman. The the major admiral captain Morrison. I Dr. will Sir I will say, uh, doc, uh, special agent Doctor Sir Mike Crotch. There's a Guar song out there for you. Um, it's appropriately called "Fish Fuck" off of the album called "We Kill Everything." I believe. Motherfucking hmm. gay fish. Uh, so yeah, be sure to check that out. So the the putting the titles before is that is that become with uh, donations or the. It's it's just just an ongoing a little thing. of this, a little, a little that. of this, a little of that. Okay, I think Do- uh, Special Agent Doctor Sir Mike Crotch is just someone where the titles come to him as a, and there's a, there's just a story mm. behind each one because technically I'm not sure I'm Reverend Doctor Sir Mike Crotch I'm, reaches deep down in I'm his an ordained Mike Pastor. Crotch. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got ordained in the church of something or other online because my buddy wanted me to marry him. Oh, <laughs> him nice. and his wife. <laughs> nice. If I could use, if t- someone asked me, how would you describe Metis in one word? <laughs> I would say, you know, he's not, ordained. Not a verb. <laughs> not a verb. <laughs> he's not a verb. Nice. <laughs> Well, Midas, I definitely want to sincerely thank you for taking the time to come up and visit and do this in person. It's oh, yeah. Very, yeah, very yeah. cool, very uh, legal. Thank had you so a, much, Midas, for joining us. Good food. Even though I'm not in the room with you, I'm in the room with you. In spirit. Mm. That's right. No doubt. <sighs> it's a good time. I don't know what we got planned for next week. Uh, is there anything? I can't think of anything. Uh, next week will be, let's see here, let's check the calendar. Uh, it'll be the 3rd of January, 2022. will be our first show of the new year. Oh, this Won't is Won't be true. anything particularly special, but uh, I hope that everybody has a really great holiday. A great. I hope everybody had a great Christmas, and I hope everybody has a great new year. Yes, uh, indeed. Happy late Christmas to everybody, and happy upcoming new year. Yeah, yeah. Smoke, all that same stuff. Smoke crack and worship Santa. Mm. (laughs) 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 Yes, double thought. Indeed. Hail Santa! Hail Santa! Hail Santa! And only nerds know what verbs are. (laughs) I want to give a big fucking shout out to the cool guy himself, the main one, Mister Midas. Oh, thanks for inviting me. The meat. I'm glad I got to come up here. Got some good food. Got to hang out. Got to do a podcast. Nice. In person. In In the flesh. Just so you know that he's a real guy and not a robot. I was making eye contact. It's uh, it's unusual for a podcast. Okay, so now in person, because I know some rumors going around that I was a spook by Sir Demrose. I was thinking I was a spook. I don't know. I think I'm a spook. No way. No way. I don't know. The way you're not a spook. spook. The way you're nodding at me, I got questions. No way. 
But one thing I don't have is any verbs, but I'll be here next week doing this same show at 730, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern. And check us out Mondays. I've been Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. And you bet your bottom dollar that I will also be here, coming in from the bereft coast, way the hell over here where things are very strange. My name's Lavish. I won't be here next week, but uh, I'll probably be listening, hanging out in the uh, chat in the green room. Hashtag green room. So, uh, yeah. See you later, nerds. This show is behind the shem shemas schemes. Behind the schemes with threes as ease. There's no such thing as Satan. It's difficult to be a critical thinker. <laughs> yeah, it's a nasty scheme. This is Behind the Schemes. The esoterica of your dreams. <laughs>